Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by Bob Lowry, and we're going to finish up the What If series. And Bob's going to answer questions on if you smell quote-unquote chlorine in the pool, what happens also if a trichlor tablet falls in the pool, and what happens if you add chlorine and you jump in the pool right away. So Bob is going to cover these questions and answer those for you in this podcast. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Um, here's another one. Uh, I put this in quotes. Uh, if you smell, quote, chlorine at your hotel pool that you're staying at, should you go in? Um. Well. I'm not sure whether it's should you go in. I, I'm i not sure I could answer that, should you go in. But what it indicates is that there hasn't been enough chlorine in the water because what it means is, think about this before you condemn chlorine as being the problem. The chlorine in water does not smell. And if you're a service tech, you probably open a, a jug of chlorine and you have to get it almost by your nose to be able to smell it. And and in that bottle is 125,000 parts per million of chlorine. And it doesn't smell very bad. But you go to a pool and there's one part per million of chlorine and the smell almost knocks you over. And why? Well, chlorine in water doesn't smell. Chloramine in water does smell. And you can smell it at as little as 0.2 parts per million. 0.2 parts per million of chloramine, you can smell it. And it's a body irritant and it's an eye irritant at that level. We want to keep the chloramine level low. And when I used to go make, as I say, when I used to go make house calls, uh, when I was in my youth in this industry, I used to go to pools and I go to a big commercial pool and somebody go, thank God you're here. They're overusing chlorine. Can't you smell it? And I would go, yes, get me some more chlorine and I'll make it go away. <laughs> and, and the fact is, if you superchlorinate and reach breakpoint chlorination, it'll destroy the ammonia and the smell will go away. One or two parts per million or three parts per million of chlorine in a pool does not smell. You can't smell it. And if anything, it smells kind of fresh and clean. You know, when you put a cup of Clorox into a washing machine, you're putting 600 parts per million of chlorine in your washing machine. And your laundry room doesn't smell as bad as the pool. 600 parts per million of chlorine doesn't smell. But one part per million at the pool does. So it's not the chlorine, it's chloramine that's a problem. Yeah, and I put that in quotes because I hear that all the time when I'm out there. You know, I even hear someone walk by and say, man, that pool smells like chlorine. And right away, you know, that's not what they're smelling. But everyone but as you assumes know, that. 
as you know from testing, David, that you can have free chlorine and you can have combined chlorine with it. Mm-hmm. And so it the fact that you can smell chloramine doesn't mean you shouldn't get in, but mm-hmm. it sure should should raise a flag yeah. about how the water has been taken care of. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's just an indication that you've got incomplete uh, oxidation going on. That's why I recommend that anyone doing the commercial accounts, they must have a photometer that will test for that combined chlorine. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's so crucial. Um, and that's one of the selling points of the photometer that I tell people is, okay, the Taylor kit, they're perfectly fine. They're inexpensive and they're easy to use. But to really get the combined chlorine reading, you need a photometer that will give you that digital combined chlorine number, which is really important, I think, over saving money on reagent and test kits. Well, you can use a, an FAS DPD test kit. Yeah. And it's a little bit longer to do the test, but it will actually give you com- combined chlorine directly and, and will tell you one drop is actually equal to, to 0.2 ppm. Mm-hmm. So you can tell by the drop uh, how much uh, combined chlorine you have. But uh, the spin touch and the uh, some of the others that that actually have a photometer, the ITS unit, or or even the uh, the Taylor has a new uh, uh, flex reader uh, that can read strips. It has the ability to read tenths of a of a chlorine unit, so a tenth of a ppm. So you should get a good test kit. And I I tell service techs this all the time spend some good money on a test kit you make a test on for chemicals every time you go to every pool and people go well geez i don't want to spend four or five hundred dollars on a on a on a thing and i go yeah and how much did your truck cost (laughs) you know and the guys go well about forty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars and then i go and you can't spend seven hundred dollars on a test kit (laughs) which one do you use more that's funny. You know. So true. Um, here's one where you have a trichlor and a floater, which this happens all the time. And the customers are swimming in the pool and they tip the floater over and the tablet spills out. It's on the bottom of the pool. And of course, you're going to scoop it out and there's going to be just a hockey puck stain on the bottom. Um, what do you do in a situation like that? Is there a way to get that stain off? I mean, there's it's one of those things where it's totally unsightly because you see that burn stain on the plaster. Chances are that that it may be like um, the case where we put Cal Hypo on the bottom of the floor and got a, a black uh, a black stain when when the copper sulfate changed to copper oxide. It may be because of that intense amount of chlorine that you change a stain to something else. And so it may be that adding a sequestering agent or an ascorbic acid uh, stain remover uh, will remove that. And if not, you can see if you can use one of these devices. Um, I'm not sure if Leslie sells one, but they used to have a device that was was essentially a hose attached to your telepole. And, and at the bottom where it, it comes out, there was a diffuser down there and you could literally pour some acid uh, uh-huh. into the top of the pole and it would follow that tube all the way down and let the acid out uh, right on top of the stain. 
um, there is a chance that you can can use one of those type of devices. I don't even know the brand, but they had been around for a long, long time. And I think there's a couple of companies selling them. Anyway, that's one option. Another option, of course, is they they have a thing like that's a block that you can attach to your telepole. It kind of works like a sanding device and or a pumice stone, and you can kind of sand it off a little bit. If not, then if that doesn't work, then the only other option, of course, is to drain the pool and do an acid wash to get that off of there. And the and the product is a Purity Pool makes a, a acid it makes a a stain remover device that attaches to the pole. They make right. two of them. And Purity Pools are the ones that make the Red Baron leaf rakes and all those things. So right. they do have that. And the funny thing is, you know, I wanted to film this for a long time. They're like, well, we really don't want you to film it because there's a lot of user error that could be involved in this device. And we don't want, yeah. you know, any liability. So just tell the pool pros to try it and let them kind of, you know, trial and error it. You don't, you don't want to put a video of this out there. Because if a homeowner uses it and they put too much acid or leave it on there too long, it could make it worse. Yeah. Um, great product. Uh, it looks great. I, I just remembered the one that was made. Jandy made one. It was called Stain Master. Okay. Um, but I don't know if they still make it or it's yeah. still around or whatever. It's just a lot of liability with something like that, you know? Yeah, there really is. I I guess, the, you know, if I were going to make one, I'd probably have a, a page or two of disclaimers and, you know, <laughs> legalese that said, you know, yeah. if you if you ruin your pool, it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One one last one here. Um, what if you add a gallon of chlorine to the pool and you're not aware of this, but maybe two minutes later, or three minutes later, a kid jumps in there and they go swimming what would be anything that would happen to that person that jumps in the pool when you just add the chlorine to it? Well, probably because they're moving around, probably not much. Okay. The fact is, I, you know, I am sure that practically anybody that does laundry and ever use bleach has managed to pour some bleach over the back of their hand or gotten some on their fingers and their fingers smell for a couple of days. And I know that you as a service tech have gotten liquid chlorine on your hands. And even if you rinse it off, your your fingers smell for a couple of days. And it's 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 not from you from what you think it is. And it'll take me five minutes to explain it, so I won't. But the bottom line is that getting a little bit of chlorine in a it's I'm sure it's fairly concentrated, but it's less concentrated than it would be in a bottle. And when you get some on you, it doesn't do anything to you. But swimming in a pool that has a lot of chlorine in it, remember that chlorine is a gas. It occurs as an element, as a gas. And therefore, it wants to be a gas again. So when you put it in water, it wants to leave the water. And because there's a lot of it in there, it's going to try to leave the water a lot. And that means that you could potentially be breathing that. And and adding a lot of chlorine to the water, especially if there's any amount of ammonia in there, you end up making nitrogen trichloride. And the nitrogen trichloride is pretty dangerous to breathe. It won't kill you or anything unless there's a huge amount of it. It can cause some discomfort and over really long periods of time can cause some, some lung problems. So um, staying in that for very long would be potentially bad. Yeah. I just was wondering because I, I, this happened probably to a lot of people and they're always wondering what happens 
or if there's any kind of danger. But with the large volume of water, I would think that would also be a factor too, right? Yeah, you've got a large volume of water. You put in a gallon. You're still, when you put a gallon in 15,000 gallons of water, you're still looking at what, eight parts per million of chlorine. You know, once it's all spread around, but but even in in a small place, once it, once you're swimming and stuff and pushing that and mixing it around, you know, it's maybe 40, 50 parts per million. And don't forget, it takes 10,000 parts per million to make 1%. And so, and we think 1% is small. So if you if you got 1% on your body, you know, you wouldn't think it was a very big deal, right? Well, you know, if you get 100 parts per million, you know, it's it's a hundredth of of what one part one percent is. Even though it's a big number, it's it's ultimately a small number. So I hope you found this podcast helpful. And again, you can find the other podcasts in this series by going to my website, swimmingforlearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to the podcast site. And then you can simply find the episode that way. Or you can, of course, in the description here, I'm going to have the other parts listed here, and you can click on those. Um, whichever way you want to find the other parts of this what if. And I've done a lot of podcasts with Bob Lowry also over the past year and a half, and you can find those on that podcast site also. And if you're interested in his material, you can go to his website, pcti.online. And of course, if you want to enhance your business, you can definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.